Here we are, welcome back to another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations, where we just discover the, the smallest little things, the biggest thing, everything in between. I don't even know. Um, I wrote a little uh, a piece for Paper Magazine, and I wanted to just just start by, by um, rehashing it and reading it to you all, because I think it's appropriate, it's kicky, it's fun. Um, thanks, Paper. I want to thank you for um, asking me to do this. And I just was thinking about it. And I was like, I want to share this to any listeners who maybe didn't come across it the first time. Um, and, um, you know, look at Paper. Go to papermag.com and uh, check out what they have. They have all kinds of incredible uh, articles. Um, Carrie O'Donnell, just a genius and a, and a good friend who writes all kinds of in- incredible things for them. But anyway, I wrote a piece for them about... The classic film Top Gun, uh, which is facing its um, facing it, it's like it's it's like it's in trouble, but it's having its 20 year anniversary. And I wanted to just um, read what I wrote about that that volleyball scene. We remember that volleyball scene, right? Oh my God! So here goes. In the blistering, salty, swarthy summer of 1986. I was a proper nine-year-old charlatan who sported a tastefully feathered rat tail that could surreptitiously dance into my starched collars just in time for church. On one fateful sun-baked afternoon, my parents took me to the movies, and I felt my Presbyterian foundation begin to rattle and hum. I was seduced into a world of Maverick, Goose, Viper, Merlin, Iceman, Sundown, Jester, Cougar, Wolfman, Slider, Hollywood, sadly not Meshack Taylor, Sprawl, Chipper, Stinger, and Meg Ryan as Carol. No, this isn't a Dick Tracy Marvel porn hybrid. It's, of course, the incredibly weird, wet, gay, Pepsi macho riot known as Top Gun. I saw it three times in the theater, and way back then, that sort of behavior was simply not tolerated. Okay, I just watched it again, and it's insane. It really doesn't make sense. There are countless forced moments, and Kelly McGillis's wig looks straight out of E.T.'s dress-up hamper. And yes, just like A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which came out flaming hot the year before, it's super homo. There are way too many reasons why this movie's gayer than French toast, but one scene in particular is paramount in its queerness. A spunk-tastic puppy party of a sand volleyball game featuring endless lubed torsos and Kenny Loggins' hyper-horny anthem, Playin' With The Boys. Okay, moments before the dudegasm begins, we're in a classroom. Maverick sniffs Slider. I guess the names Glide, Durex, and Dom Top were already taken. And sexily mutters, You stink. Before we can wrangle our massive schoolboy boners, we're slammed into a shot of a glistening latissimus dorsi and a spinning white leather globe of possibilities. Because when you play volleyball on sand, you must be stripped nude and drenched in gun oil. And you must be surrounded by other single bros who are also just casually hanging out shirtless and jacked for the big game. There, If there are women on this beach, they are not welcomed. This is strictly a spot for males to hang and 
lounge and check out other males knock balls, dive into hot dunes, and high-five. There is so much high-fiving happening. Not to mention a really cute bonus high-five fanny slap between Goose and Maverick. Thanks, guys. In one completely inspired bit, Slider, played by Rick Rosovich, unleashes a primal musk howl to ward off his volleyball opponents by sucking in his torso and spraying the beach with his raunchy he-breath. He's donning nothing but a pair of clingy sweatpants. Which brings us to Tom in those jeans. Topless in jeans. Yeah, I'm sure that's how Karch Carolee got to the Olympics. No, no one is more tired of the is Tom Cruise gay debate than I am. I, I truly don't care. I really don't. But I blame this movie and namely a specific honey lathered happening that occurs about 55 seconds into the montage for all of it. Okay. Tom leans into frame, smiles, bends over and presents his rosebud to a topless fur daddy extra who's wearing nothing but a beer hat and a chartreuse speedo. Check it out. I'm not kidding. Bravo, gentlemen. I swear Jeff Stryker and Peter North couldn't do it better. I saw this when I was nine. You know, if you're having trouble picturing something so young, please Google Jaden Fetterline. Uh, of course, I didn't pick up on the subtext. I was too busy giggling at Laffy Taffy jokes and identifying with the garbage pail kids. But I knew that I loved this movie. The women, both of them, were tough and boozy, and the men were tight and rude and so, so humpy. These boys weren't like the other guys I saw in the South, gravy-gutted slime goons with Benadryl eyes and fun-dip lips. Maverick and his buds reeked of filthy success, like Reagan-built fuckbots cram-packed with sinew, Nivea, and blow. This movie porked everyone in America with, Oh yeah, dude, you want this so hard. And we did. 30 years ago, Mask for Mask was just called, you know, Top Gun. These hunks are your dreams, and you just can't get enough of them. Nowhere is this more tragically evident than in Randy, doomed, porn-stashed Goose, played by Anthony Edwards. At the end of the volleyball tussle, he begs Maverick with a needy, come on, one more game. Mav tortures him with a thick and throaty, I got some things I gotta take care of. Yes, dud. Right now, we all Hi, do. Have fun. Hi, guys. Good morning. Hello. Uh, hello, Drusha. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm here with my good friend, Stephanie Courtney and hey. Sam Pancake. Good morning. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, James. Good to see you. Good to see you. Oh, this is just great. It's Friday afternoon. <laughs> sure is. We're in Burbank. Oh, God. Deepest I'm Burbank. Deep Burbank. We're now near the Chili Place, John's Chili. <gasps> I didn't never, I've what never seen that, that in my life. I've never seen that. Chili either. is Did you like drive it. by that, to the Chili Place? Did you come Ooh, that way? I came from the west. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> it's on Burbank Boulevard. <laughs> but we could throw a stone and hit the Ikea. Stephanie from the west oh. is here. <laughs> No, there's this like old time crazy chili joint. From the 30s, it, it looks, looks like. like wow, it's that's from cool. that. Oh, with the hot dog? With the big hot dog sign? I don't no, think so. I think it just faded. says chili. Chili John's. Chili John's. Oh. Chili. Chili as you like it. Chili as you like it. Get it to go. Uh, yeah, let, lick it, <laughs> so lick it and get out of here. <laughs> John's going to get you. <laughs> Who 
Who's in my store? <laughs> Who's in my store? They're like, get it and go. Don't, you, don't fart in my store. I guarantee you it's like delicious chili, but it's probably like leather face that's serving it to you. Like it's probably just like the most terrifying. Yes. Well, grade F yes. on the restaurant cleanliness. Yes, but, yes, like, but it's delicious. delicious. The meat's all chainsawed <laughs> into the broth. <laughs> it's okay if cow meat's not available. <laughs> I'll, I'll get some. Um, well, we're just here telling stories. Laughing, I want to know who sh- who wants to go. Who wants to tell a story first? The, we we were just getting started with this, and get, you know we this is you guys are only episode two. Oh my god! Wow, um, I know. I know. Who was on episode one? Drew. Oh, some people we've never heard of: <laughs> Brian Safi and Devin Green. They're um, never gonna make it in this town. Real, real nightmare children. Nightmares both. <laughs> Monsters. Difficult. I don't uh, see it working out for them. <laughs> Um, no, we just, somebody, one person told a story and we all chimed in and then the other person told a story and it just took us into wherever. So we can go cool. whatever this. I have no structure. I have no idea. Well, I say ladies first. Oh. Ladies first. So oh, I'll begin. That- so yeah. I'll begin. Yes. <laughs> Gender equality. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, here's my story. Uh, back in the 90s, I catered a lot. And uh-huh. I, let me just. Me so- too. I, we used to cater together a couple times. Uh, in LA, though. Really? LA. This yes. Is- I yes, love that. Did. Yes, we did. I yes. in New York, I, I I catered for restaurant associates, but we catered for what Patina, Wolf, Patina, uh, yeah. and Wolfgang Puck. Oh, I yeah, catered yeah, yeah. here. Uh-huh. Um, but when I was in New York, it was right before I left to come to LA, and there was this big party downtown. Oh, I just want to paint the picture. Um, I wore a tuxedo to work, sure. <laughs> and, not, and they didn't even ask you to, right? You just insisted. It was a, the luckiest coincidence of my life. But let me tell you, it wasn't a sexy tailored tuxedo like on the red carpet. This yeah. was a man's large tuxedo <laughs> to, to meet my curves, and not at all tailored in. Oh. I looked like a, a tiny boy wearing his dad. Tuxedo because I also had short hair, so oh my God. that's what oh I look like. Okay, oh my God, I love you. And um, that's how I showed up to work. Uh, and uh, so anyway, there was this big party downtown by the very near when the World Trade yeah. Center was up, but uh-huh. it was next to there, and it was a bunch of young bucks, these young traders who had just made the biggest deal of their lives. They had just finished a deal with Japan, and they were they were just celebrating. Easy job, show up, set up for an hour, trade pass. This is. Awesome. Little shots of Goldschlager with gold flecks in it and gold-covered oh. chocolate balls. Oh, oh my God. That's the disgusting. For all we, had, all we had to do was tray past the stuff. There's like no garbage left over. It's just like, and then two hours and you're out. So I'm passing these little gold nuggets around and there's this little group of men and one of them is just like, you know, I like you. Like, why, why don't you eat a chocolate? You deserve to celebrate too. And I'm just like, oh, I'd get fired, but thank you. And I kept doing my rounds and doing my rounds. Oh. They're getting drunker and drunker and drunker. Mm. And they keep saying, come on, eat, eat, eat. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to just do one tray pass and I'm probably going to take a break. And <laughs> I do my one tray And how pass. many men were, in, were doing this? Four men and they were like four or three or four girlfriends or wives. I'm not sure. Oh my God. And you were the only server? Uh, uh, No, there was, uh, I don't know, five or six (laughs) servers. Hundreds of servers for eight people. Eight pigs. They couldn't have enough gold (laughs) The wolves of Wall Street. (laughs) Terrible. And so, um, it wasn't a ton of guests. Like, it was was on their trading floor. Okay. And it was, uh, anyway, so I'm passing and they're getting drunker and drunker. And finally, I'm passing again. And I'm like, hey, guys, one of them takes the tray out of my hand. The other one pins my arms behind (gasps) my back. And a third one shoves a chocolate in my mouth. And (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) and so and I know like 
comparatively, there's way worse stories out there. Oh, well, of course. But of course. for me, I had like I had walked into this, like, they had organized this, I had walked into this trap, and what really gets me, because I was really thinking, I knew I'd tell the story, and I just was like, what really got me was those women, they started, like, tittering, they started laughing, uh, like, they, but they, were, they were very uncomfortable, but they started, like, laughing, because there's nothing else to do, and... Oh, my God, Stephanie. And I just, like, staggered to the catering captain, who was, you know, who was not a sympathetic guy, he was, like, a, like kind of, like, a really tough guy, and I was like, I just told him what happened, and he's like, oh my god, get back, get back into the back room, I'm so sorry, you are not to go out on the floor anymore, I'm really sorry, I don't know what to, because I think he knew I probably had a lawsuit, like, I yeah, didn't, it course. didn't even occur to me to do that, I was just so, like, uh, oh, shocked, get, yeah. yeah, I was like, just get Stunned. off the floor, just get off the floor, but I don't know why I was thinking about that, there's a lot of stories in the news about horrible Absolutely, you know, I and, think so much of it is, like, that moment, it's not, like, exactly, like, what happens to you, but that moment of what if, where yeah. someone grabs you, pins you back, you have no control. None. They could have done anything. That's right. And the action is, you know, obviously you can say, well, there are rape stories and there are stories that are like worse. On the other hand, it's the same it's the same intent. It's the because same Because in the moment you don't know how the, the story moment. ends. Right. You don't know how it ends. You're not in a, any yeah. position of of authority to do anything. I'm actually in the opposite of a position of authority. Right. I, I I would be, as you all know, when you're broken, you're catering. You don't want to screw up the job. It's a like it's exactly a, it's yeah. a fifteen dollar an hour job, and you don't want to be like the squeaky. I don't even know, like exactly. And you don't want to say you, you're like I don't want to ruffle feathers. I don't want to. I, I can't offend this client because I could not only get fired, but get the my catering company, God forbid, fired from this company in this horrible situ- situation. Also, you're in your 20s, and like you don't have yes. to speak up for yourself. Yes. Right. Thank you. Yes. I, absolutely. And like now, I was just like, I would have, like, I would have screamed at the women, because the men were lost causes. I was just thinking, like, what would I do? I would right. have yelled right. at the women and been like, why aren't you throwing a drink in their face? Why right. aren't you leaving? Yeah, you know? you're like, being disgusting. You're yeah. being horrific. And, and yes. who's to say that you're not go- immediately going after this to get hookers and do and do way worse things yeah. to oh, them. I mean, you know absolutely. what I mean? It's like you're, it's it's I mean, it's like this is a gateway. This kind of behavior, this horrible frat boy bullshit is exactly this it's that same it's that same impulse. Yeah. That like regardless of what happened, even if they held you down and tickled you or held you down and threw money at you, or who knows that, or it, put something knows? in that chocolate. Yeah. yeah it's Bill Cosby. Like, it's it's one of those Seriously. horrible things where you're just like you I feel so so gross yeah and <clears throat> i would i catered a long time and i remember that feeling of being made to feel needy and being made to feel like uh, pathetic in that way of yeah. like and people looking down on you and that yeah. sort of thing where you're like i'm just here to get some money I, I i'm not i'm not here to you know carry a bad attitude and like i deserve a better life than this and why no, not you know showing no up to just, your shoulder i'm just no. trying to do the job and i'm trying to get paid and i'm just trying to and not way, get seen you're more yeah the not get seen thing because i couldn't waitress because i was terrible like seriously i Me wish too. i could too i was horrible i was horrible so i catered and catering the money was very decent but also you're an ant in a line of ants yes and this is not supposed to happen you're not even supposed to be noticed you right. you're, you are all dressed alike right i am i <laughs> described what i was we- which is so lame i guess this is part of like describing what i was wearing sure you know what i mean yeah which was an oh, oversized yeah. tuxedo yeah. yes <laughs> like, right so it was roomy it would move there was room <laughs> 
underneath it, and I don't have that problem with clothes. Like it was crazy. But, but that, that's, wow. uh, that's yeah, that's a whole thing. Because I remember we used to wear these those Nehru jackets. Oh, <laughs> really? Just these horrible, yes. ill-fitting beige, <laughs> oh, and they right? just had like barbecue sauce <laughs> slick stains on them, and they just oh. you rotate them out. And you have to put those things on, and you were just yeah, you were just a number, and you weren't to stand out. Um, Margie McGee always told a story about having to do a catering gig where they had to wear styrofoam hats with, oh with skewers stuck no. in the styrofoam. It was in an art gallery, and the caterers, had, they didn't carry trays. They would just bend over and stick their heads, oh. they would present their heads to people, and they would pull skewers out of the styrofoam hats, like pulling food out of the caterers' hair. It's like the food is secondary to humiliating exactly. a human being. Exactly, but it's like, we're going to make you do this thing. And I <laughs> That's like w- from a bad 80s movie, you wouldn't believe it. I know, you wouldn't believe it. If <laughs> it was Night a, of the Comet, guess what we were doing it, first. It feels like, yeah, it feels like, you know, it's you're just like, oh, that was a bit that, you know, Judy yeah. Davis did in The Ref. Like, it's yeah. a thing yeah. where you're like, that's uh, yes. a comedy bit, but like, no, that actually was, that it was actually someone's idea. And it's humiliating on top of everything. Also, the, have you been in those situations where there's a lady covered in sushi at the party? Yes, no, I yes, have never yes. seen so that. So upsetting. That is disgusting. Yeah. This completely objectified. Uh-huh. Could not be more objectified. It could not be. And, and, and then of all things, you're going to have, like, you're literally going to have raw fish. on a, yeah. Like, like the, all the things that you're saying. And I've that. seen it in a movie, and then I saw it in real life. Yeah, and I was like, I oh my God. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrifying. I can't imagine, like, the agent, like, I got a call for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Great news, Adrian. <laughs> Bring your own wardrobe, <laughs> meaning don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh also going to need you to swing by Albertsons and pick up <laughs> four pounds of halibut, some agi tuna, some roe. Heather, it's your agent. Are you allergic to trout? Just wondering. Just let me finish. You know, don't answer that question. Just take the job. Yeah, exactly. Horrifying. Horrifying. Oh, and no. just and and one of those things that you know to everyone out there that's in that struggle, it's like. Just you're golden. You're yeah, wonderful. Keep because, going. Like, keep going. Keep going. Yes. And you're right. When all your feelings are right in that moment of just like the the humiliation is just it's horrible. And you know, uh, I'm no hero, but I, as you well know, <laughs> I don't mean that way. I mean, like, I'm not the greatest person in the world, but I go out of my way at events and dinners and functions when you're around cater waiters and other waiters to be like so nice and solicitous and yes. probably too much that they want to be like, sir, please calm yeah. down. I know. I know. I'm but, like, hey, what's your name? How you doing? I'm not your problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got this. Me too. I'm always apologizing. Yeah. Like. I know. I know. Well, because it's like, and, and when I go to, I mean, I did, I waited tables too, and I was the worst server when I worked at Bossa Nova and it's a Brazilian restaurant. On Sunset or on, on Sunset? Oh, on Sunset. And at the time, I, I still go back there and eat because the food is so good. That's but great. The, the service was so bad, but at, at the time, half the staff was on heroin and like their head waiter was like shooting up in the bathroom really and they were all better waiters than I was like (laughs) I was the one that was in trouble because I couldn't get it together I also took things way too personally I was way too sensitive to be a waiter because you know I would go up to a table and they would you know be so rude and I still have friends that you know that I when I go out with that I had that I have to call out and say you're not allowed to don't say that to the waiter that was really why would you do that because and I say you've ne- never waited tables, have you? Clearly, you've never it's done the it people before. People have never done it, and I've always felt like it should be like you know in Israel and certain countries where it's mandatory to, to be in the military. I think it should be mandatory for every eighteen-year-old for the summer, like those yeah. three months after high school or whatever. You have to either work in the food service or retail. Yeah, like yeah. you have to do that for three yeah. months of your life to understand what that experience is like. Yeah. Yeah. because it is. 
you know and, and it doesn't have to be so hard that's the thing the act of the the act of bringing food to people it shouldn't be humiliating yeah. you know it should just be a service that you're doing and that you're getting paid yeah. you know and everyone's but equal but it, people it, have to take yeah. out their issues on people who they feel superior to right, in some exactly. way which means the waiter or whoever it, it does teach you like with the um like with an acting profession and also if you're serving if that's your job to immediately emotionally turn off when you realize you're dealing with crazy or difficult. Yes. Yeah. And yes. it's very interesting. You click and you you switch over to like, okay, tell me how I can help. You right, know, exactly. Like, right, right, right. It's yeah. very hard for me to do too. <laughs> it is. I actually, when I was catering, they called, and it was a, 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 at first I, it was like, they just called me Andrew and I allowed them to still call me Andrew every time I catered because it was a separation yes. from That's Drew. Right. And I was like, oh, true. I'm not Drew while I'm here. I'm Andrew. I'm playing a part. I'm, I'm playing a role. Um, you know, and I can sort of like kill that me inside for a minute and yeah. not have to because I can't yep. exist in this because I'm going to react. I have a I have a tongue. I'm you know, and I'm just not going to do it. But I mean, I would hide in closets. I would eat, you know, I would wrap up steak and eat in closets. I got in trouble for I thought you were going to say that you got in trouble for eating. At one time I was so hungry too. Like they would have yeah. these long shifts and they'd have like staff meal and it would be like a tray of Stouffer's lasagna and like yes. wilted lettuce and like a giant tub of ranch and they're just like and, and like, Why you is know, that a bad thing? I know. You speak of it if, if it's evil. Drew would bring a straw and just suck up the ranch. Suck that ranch out. Uh, it's free. Free. <laughs> Free. It would always be dead zucchini halves. Yes, in yes, pasta. yes. And uh-huh. they're like, just go ahead, it's eat it. Like all just you, and you're translucent just like, zucchini oh, yes. wedges. Uh-huh. Oh, and like a silver tray. And then oh. you're serving these just lavish uh, meals. And it's just like, you know, and it's just like, you know, quaffed beef yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. So I would steal so much food when I would be there. And I'm like, I don't care. This is corporate. I don't care. I don't care. And one time I got an email from them that said you were you were seen you were observed, observed? Eat, observed. eating candies <laughs> and they said candies <laughs> and I remember like I got in trouble for eating candies not a at, candy but and candies, candies. Oh. and <clears throat> so I was like suspended wow. for a while like I couldn't go, I couldn't take jobs for like a week or something so I could think I about what I hope you learned I'd your done. lesson I, I, really sure, do. I sure did wow. first thing I would do is swipe two slices of bread whatever bread they had a roll whatever mm. like I told you that that thing was over and I would put it in my pocket mm-hmm. and I would just nibble on little That's bites smart. of that roll all throughout the night. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I would have lines for stuff in my, like, um, that makes it sound like drugs, like yeah. uh, auditions or something and I would like oh, work yeah. on them just to like, I don't know, just to feel so like, time. Oh, to remind yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you yeah. Yeah. Just to remember like, I have this other life. This other life and maybe I can... Outside of this horrible dark Darble dark mm. place. Jeez. But here we are in Burbank. Look yeah. at us now. Look at us now. Well, we've made it. Bottom Trap line, yeah. we've made it. <laughs> Deal with it, Goldschlager. <laughs> I uh, still have my catering costume. Do you? Yes, do costume. you? Costume. Um, I think when I moved, I guess I, my place flooded and I lost so many oh, of my good. costumes. Good. And I it was get rid it was it. it was a sign of like oh, that's you right. need to be done with all yeah, this stuff. I, I'm gonna get rid of it or bequeath it. I don't know. Oh my god. Anyway, I love it. crazy. I love it. I'm so sorry. Oh my no, god, please. please. We're <laughs> all sorry. sorry. We're sorry to be sorry. here. I'm going to leave. <laughs> Sam Pancake. Hi, Drew. Hi, Hi Andrew. On? Hi, Andrew. <laughs> Hello, Joseph Samuel. Ah, uh, see, we, there's our, our revelations, uh-huh. our real names. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm Joseph Samuel, so Sam is real. And too. Pancake is real. Yeah, that's real too. To that say. is and truly I'm amazing. The third, yeah. What is the. Etym- it's uh, German, and it was von Kuchen in Germany, but my people moved to. Uh, to West Virginia then, now West Virginia in the 1730s, and they slowly anglicized it to pancake. 
1730. I know. Which brings you to my story. Oh. <laughs> I was a teenage pyromaniac. Did you were? Did I ever tell you this? No, I didn't know this. <laughs> oh, Sam liked to set fires. <gasps> Really? I burned down a field once. What? <laughs> we have to well, report things? It was, it, it was at in my family's home because I grew up in this really old, like, like a farm. Like, it was called Mill Meadow. Drew's heard a million. Drew, Drew I know lots of stories he of Mill Meadow. All of it. But anyway, um, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I went through a phase. It started when I was young. I loved to set fires and watch things burn. Because we were, <laughs> we lived in a world where there was like a lot of campfires and camping and yeah. 4-H right. camp, and sure. we, we you would be the fire starter at 4-H camp called the Ishkate, which is some made up Native American word, mm. made up by horrible <laughs> white people that took uh. the land from them. Oh, my ancestors! Oops. Anyway, <laughs> but I I remember two big incidents I have that I remember clearly are we had lots of like yards and fields around Mill Meadow, the house, and it was a really old like house built in the 1790s, and so it was just not not grand like very rambly and like you know mm-hmm. spooky Ooh. um somewhat beautiful somewhat terrifying gray gardens gray garden south we yeah. call it yeah and um so one time i remember i was in junior high because i had my band jacket because i played the drums in junior in junior high i didn't high. know that either i, played the I drums. know you were in marching band i was a marching band i played everyone in our family had to, did had to, and had to play an instrument and wow. i was the least musically talented so i played the drums so i played the <laughs> snare i can still do all my cadences from junior high and high school and i still wow. i still do them when i'm nervous i don't when i'm alone oh. i'll show you one day anyway so <laughs> Great. I, I was out and just like My, yeah. i had a lot of anger and everything of course and like i remember we had these different yards that were sometimes vegetable gardens and then you would turn them so they would recover the soil right, right, and right, then right, they yeah. would be yard for a while and they go so this yeah. was like in between like so it was like a a brown it was a before in the it fall. became translucent zucchini for poor <laughs> caterers <laughs> yes you know so I remember just like setting fires in this one field and it slowly started because I love to watch it burn and spread out like those controlled uh-huh. burns. And I was alone in the backyard and then it got really out of control and I started getting really scared and I took off my band jacket, my letter, my drum jacket that I had, you know, your letter jacket. And I had, it, it was enough that I beat the fire out with the jacket that it, the jacket was destroyed. And I just <sighs> hid it. I put it in the garbage and hid it for my family. And then later on, and a lot of this is, I think about being, you know, well, it, you don't have to be gay to set fires to be a flamer. But, um, oh, that was terrible. I can't believe that came out of me. But I think it was my anger and my, because I, you know, I knew I was gay and I was uh-huh. so angry at my parents all the time in the world. Sure. And then later on, my parents had, no matter this, like they had their their bedroom and then behind their bedroom there was this like warren of other rooms there was like a sleeping porch a study room and yeah this play the stories <gasps> of mill meadow are like oh i my mean God. i mean it sounds like gray gardens meets a mall like yeah, yeah. it sounds like it's just it was just so expansive because how many houses i mean how many rooms in your house it's like were 22 like, or 23 what rooms. on earth but i got and like a lot of them were like had never been in and never well, been visited or we just didn't use you didn't use there was okay. storage yeah uh-huh. but it, it had been an inn at one point Okay. Um, it, it had a long history. My this is Drew knows this too, but my grandfather killed himself in the study room. Whoa! He committed suicide. So it's a cheerful, cheerful place. Um, but anyway, my next to that study room, my mm. parents had this room we called the dressing room, which was just a big walk-in closet with closets inside of it. And I remember being really mad at my dad one time, as I was every day, 
and uh, I tried to run him over with a bike, and that didn't take. I <laughs> oh. took a swing at me. He did, it didn't connect. But um, I he had all these shirts. There was like different closets, but there were also poles through this room with just like his shirts from the cleaners hanging on them, like in plastic. Uh -huh. His white shirts because he was a minister and he also worked in mental health, which is a real double uh, wow. double humdinger wow. when wow. you know my father. Um, Your life was like a vice that was just <laughs> tightening and tightening and tightening. Oh my God, Stephanie, no one's ever <laughs> described it more accurately. There's so much pressure. Yeah. There's so much pressure. And, uh, wow. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> I hope my mother hears this. Um, wow. Yeah. So I set, so it, so I popped. Yeah. I yeah. set those shirts on fire oh. and, and I didn't realize how fast plastic like that burns. Oh, yes. And when I think of it also, a bunch of these shirts burned and I somehow, and there were six kids and in my family. So there was a lot of people around, but somehow I got them out before it got too bad. And later on in the night or, or when my mother or father discovered it, I completely, my acting skills, I completely said I had, I, I remember being so proud of my good acting because pretending I was straight the entire time. Yeah, of course you have. Yeah. You have I, to be not that anyone, you know, would really probably, if you saw me, then you'd be like, well, a little gay boy. But back then in the seventies, people <laughs> right, didn't know, of course. Yeah, you right. know, they would have just been like, whatever. <clears throat> um, Artistic, so uh, <laughs> I remember like not copying to it and and just being and everyone buying it. I thought everyone would see through it, and it wasn't until maybe ten years ago that I w we were all back with my parents, and someone brought that up about the ghosts that burn things in our house, and I'm like, what? And they're like the ghost. They believed it was wow. a ghost before they believed it was me because so many people saw <laughs> all the death. <laughs> So, oh, and then I told God. them, I, Annie and Drew knows some of my siblings, Annie, and Lauren, Catherine, and, and Jimmy. And I was like, yeah, I was like, y'all, that was me. And they were like, <laughs> what? They genuinely didn't know. And they were like, somehow I didn't, I wasn't um, privy to all this, but they're like, all of us thought that that was a ghost. We all thought it was on the Legends of Milmetto. And I'm like, that was me wanting to f fuck up daddy up, you know? This is. And I love that they would, they will believe it's a ghost more than they will <laughs> deal with what's actually happening. Yeah, yeah. Yes. More than they'll say, you know what? We we have a son who's going through some stuff. We have a brother that's going <laughs> some through some things stuff. that has some, you know, and, and like not faith or mental health can <laughs> help him right now. What I love is that it is a Scooby Doo mystery. It's a ghost. Well, that makes sense. Moment, 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 scrambling, swing. Yeah, it was the brother. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, uh, and, and no, I, it is exactly a Scooby Doo thing. Yeah, it's like always the mask. first person you meet. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, it's always you know we met mom. The cast first, so it's yeah. probably her. Oh, that's right, we did. But like or Phyllis Diller, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember that. But like, I love that they just accepted that. Yeah, wow. and the things that you know, and just, and that's so like myth, and like how you can accept that as, and it just becomes true over time. Yeah, and you just kind of, you don't ever stop and think, wait. I mean, you know, and and I totally believe it. Well, co I'm culpable that I completely lied really well about it. Th at that's that what time. I was gonna say. It yeah. was a close-up con. Like it yes. was. It made this. I don't know why. Probably lends to your acting or something. Just because you had to develop skills that were so intense. Yeah. Yes. So high stake. That's crazy. That's a like government. Well, like well also I think, you know, when you are when you have that in you, number one, and but also children. Who realize it's like it is life and death. It's a survival yeah. thing, and it it's like, like I have to. I've made this decision, and I have to do this. I can't believe this is coming up right now, but I just saw the the Broadway production of The Crucible, yes. and it was incredible. And what was really there were so many great things about it, and just the way it just totally turned the play on its ear. But the the girls in that play, 
didn't play it like we're just being awful girls and we're going to accuse everyone. They played it like they really believed that they were wow. witches and they really they were terrified. And to them, it was as if they they were like, okay, we told this lie or we told this thing or my friend told this. I can't deal with saying I was a liar. I can't deal mm-hmm. with I started a story and my friend's dealing with it. It must be true. Yes. So we commit so hard. Yes. And these girls were screaming and crying to where, as an audience member, you're watching it going, maybe they are witches because these girls are so disturbed. And they were the group hysteria that took over. Where they're like, they're all moving together and they're all like, they're, and it's the, the phenomenon of speaking in tongues when you're like, yeah. we have to believe this right now yeah. so hard because just to pull the string and to question the. And the, in a way, the, it does become true. And because it becomes yes, true. It is. And then it becomes it's true. Palpable. And then it's you, visceral. You know, and you're there and you're like, you feel that, you know? And, and like, yeah, I've, been, I've gone to those churches. I had friends that did that and I went and I had people rolling around and speaking in tongues and that, and that, that feeling of, I mean, I was like, this is total bullshit, <laughs> but I also was like, I feel that energy. I feel that vibe it is bounce, energy. bouncing yeah. around the room. And I get how there are people who are like, this is something. Yes. I'm feeling this thing. I'm feeling it something. It must be the spirit. It must be this thing that's coming through me. I can't fathom anything else. And you're, yeah. and you're, and all logic sort of leaves yeah. the building. And it's like, no, there is a sense of, of um, you know magic that yeah. takes yeah. over, yeah. and when you're a kid, you believe in magic. It's you believe in Santa drama. Claus. You believe yeah. in all that, and you're like, the world is so so real. I mean, you know, I have a five year old niece who's like, she really does, you know, believe that you know Elsa from Frozen is her friend. You know what I mean? Like they, that's yeah. just the reality of like what it is. Like you just don't, you know. You, I thought Julie Andrews was my best friend <laughs> and my and my nanny and my aunt, <laughs> and my governess. I wanted to believe. You want to believe it, and then you do, and then it just it becomes reality and that's oh man that's so crazy um and then have you like tinkered with fire since then no i that that kind of cured me i i'd smoke i go in and out of smoking yes but um i've played with fire in different ways sure as you well know sure you dance <laughs> with that <laughs> devil uh, come to me dragon come <laughs> Um, but you no, know, I that kind of solved it. I mean, the when the things got out of control in that field and in that room, that scared me enough. I uh-huh. think. Ooh, and after like, because the the I remember just kind of being the one who was like, oh yeah, I don't know what happened. And I guess it lived out in other people's minds more. And my siblings, all of whom I adore, and we get along really well. So it wasn't like it was me against them or anything. At the, but you were at the alone. Time, it of. sounds like. But you were alone. Yes. Like even though it's not me against them, you were. It sounded it was. like. Yes. You're right, Stephanie. Yeah. You're right. Okay. So so I um I, so it didn't live on in my mind in that to d- the degree and the mystery that it mm-hmm. lived on in there so that's I think that's why I built up more in their minds and so then um when they brought that up I was like oh shit and I remember even then as a full grown adult probably I was in my 30s or 40s when I confessed I I even then I was like should I just let them still believe and I was like no because there yeah. was, there's enough as <laughs> true knows it's still continuing less drama sadness death and and disease in my house to begin with I'm like let me just clear this one thing <laughs> yeah up. this is like in, in retrospect not a big deal yeah, right yeah yeah because yeah. I mean I remember when I the, the first time I ever got drunk when I was 15 and I did it at a football game a high school football game right in front oh, of yeah. the entire town and it was a huge deal and I got I drank an entire like Burger King moose cup of cheap vodka and oh, no. uh, ruby red grapefruit juice and, a friend, oh, oh, oh. Disgu- and I still can't oh. drink ruby red grapefruit juice I can have vodka all the time mm. but ruby red grapefruit juice I can't have to this day oh no vodka and wasn't the bad guy no, here no, it was exactly. the ruby red grapefruit yeah. thanks ocean spray <laughs> and so anyway I 
was with a friend and we brought it to the game and and he stopped drinking early on because I got bombed. I didn't even remember the you know the kickoff. Um, is that what it's called in football? Yeah. Um, and so I, it was like in front of everybody, and I thought to protect myself because I didn't want to say that I brought it. I told my parents forever that it was someone else brought it, and I just was drinking. It was being passed around, and I drank too much of it because I didn't want to be responsible for bringing it. But then my mom kept being like, so you just drank something that you didn't know where it came from? <laughs> so I like added the problem to myself, oh, and I didn't... Yeah. You didn't I didn't think that went through. I didn't think that went through at all because I just wanted, I didn't bring it. I just was handed to me, and Mom's like, "You mean you just?" And that, I think Mom was equally, which understandably, that's something where as a mother you're like, you just drank something that somebody you don't know. Candy was you. like, "I raised a boy who would just take whatever in a cup <laughs> uh-huh. and drink it." Exactly. She's like, "I've you know, I have Chardonnay with me right now, so it's fine. I don't care you were drinking, but how dare you do that?" No, but um, my impression of my mom always is so wrong. My mom sounds nothing like that. But like, still, it's like, yeah, I didn't think that through. And it took years later for me to be like, no, mom, I actually brought that. And it's like, it's one of those things you tell lies as a kid and you just hold it on for, for years because yeah, you yeah. just are like, I, I can't tell the truth, even when it would help me to tell the truth, yeah. even when it would be in my best interest to tell the truth. Just committed to that lie. Wow. And it's always in our best interest to tell the truth. Indeed. Isn't it? Right? It's rigorous I mean, that's honesty. Just, that's, the, that's the lesson is just tell the truth. Except I'm for the authentic. I'm 32 and I weigh 150. <laughs> We, we what? look terrible <laughs> in all accounts, and that's the truth. He's describing the ghost Damn that set the fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, except the girlfriends of those traitors, they shouldn't tell the truth. No. They should just live in their lies. They should live in their in their pain and oh their giggles. I still their embarrassed so giggles. I know. I know. I bet you can imagine. It's, it was. It was so I think cinematic. now. I like to think that now those women been awoke a little bit Me too. maybe it'd be better me too it, it mm-hmm. seems like it's gotten even as we were all adult well i don't know about you drew but i was an adult in the 90s and i can and we felt like that was the end of the millennium and like this is it doesn't go any further than this but you see how far we've come in terms of mm-hmm. like women's or all of it gay mm-hmm. women people of color all yeah. of it yeah trans. it's crazy i mean i just saw um Somebody was just posting Courtney Love's speech at some award. She won some sort of fashion award, some Vanguard thing. And yeah, she got yeah. up and she gave this like pro gay speech. And she was one of the first people to publicly do that. And I'm like, you know, good for her, number one. But also, like, you're like, wow, that was only 20 years ago. And what she said is just like so pat now that it's like on Nabisco commercials. It's like how great, how far we've come. Like she was yeah. just like, I believe that gay people are people and we need to acknowledge them. And it was, it was, it was such a step in the, you know, but it was yeah, like, wow, it's yeah. so crazy how, how far we have come and how much we've, we've, said now that if you got up now at an award show and said what she said people would be like what's wrong with you yeah, like, yeah. Duh. Like, it's and like, she but, was the, the, such a transgressor that her thought was such a rule breaker and a boundary pusher it was pusher. such a big deal then for her to do that but it's like you know yeah we do we have come really far and yet we have to just like just stay vigilant because that yeah. that you know, nastiness is still there. That horrible thing yeah. where we're like, we're, you know, women still allowing a woman to get, you know, and tittering while someone pins a strangers pin a woman's arms back. I know it's and force feeder and force feed. I, and I remember thinking, like, I'm 27 and I'm catering for these people. They're 27 and they're about to get like married to these guys and live like a life right. of luxury. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm still gonna like that was another note to this. I'm like, and I'm still after this humiliation, I'm gonna like still not be able to pay my rent. Still like, you know, right. like right, 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 exactly, damn it. exactly. But aren't you glad in retrospect? You're like, I stayed true. 
I have a wonderful life now. And yeah. it's like, and, yeah. I, and, and yeah. I didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, aren't you glad you weren't like, oh, the lesson here is marry one of these guys so I don't have to do this job. Bro, and next that, time, that never occurred to you. The next time you're on TV, I want you to stare down the barrel of the oh lens my God, yeah. and <laughs> tell that story. <laughs> no I don't know who it is. <laughs> but, just but it was a successful deal it. in Japan in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Work that into one of your jobs. I you know what I'm saying. I've got 30 seconds to do it. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. I can make it fit. <laughs> and they're super open to that <laughs> personal <laughs> agendas. Here we go, everybody. No, it's yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. I, but yeah, it's the thing that it, it is like that which does not kill us makes us stronger. But yeah, it still it still sucks. And in those dark moments, we still go back there. And I'm always like mm. thankful for all the horrible things that have been said or have happened to me because it has, you know, made me stronger. And now I know. Okay, next time. Someone says or does that to me, I'll, I'll yeah. be prepared. I'll yes, be, you know, I won't armed. be tongue tied. I'll and, have thought of this and right. like because yeah. it's very hard. And and I don't think people realize, as a general rule, it's like you know, it's like we're all we're extra sensitive in order to do what we do. Yeah, we're very sensitive people, and especially when you're a funny person and people think you're Teflon and you can just anything can bounce off you and you can say anything or do anything. And it's like, no, we are at all times we're just aware. We're we sponges and we're feeling everything. a lot. And so we have to just, and we have to protect ourselves and not yeah. be like, because you can't teach the world like, hey, everybody, I'm really sensitive. <laughs> right. Could you guys not be awful for a minute? Because I'm going right. to cry. But, you know. And my thing was like, one second I'll be fine with something, and good luck to all my friends. Like, one second I'll be fine with something, the next, like, three minutes later, I'll be like, that hurts. And, like, right. I just I kind know. of, we're all these raw nerves in a, in a way. Right. It's why we and, get to do what we do. And we're, and we're complicated, and we're yeah. in that way, and we're like, sorry, this is just what you get. Yeah. This whole thing. But, yeah. We, but we feel. And we're not going to giggle in the face of other people's pain. That's no. right. We're not going to do it. Not it's, anymore. Not me. Um, wow. This has been such a great time. What a joy. Thank you all so much. Thank, Thank you. For doing this. Thank you, Andrew. Oh, you're welcome, <laughs> Joseph. We're going to need you to trepass some Okay, ads. great. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Some ancho chili sliders. Oh, oh my God! You're gonna be wearing them, you know, throughout your your mouth and in, in you know, cav body cavity. Yes. People will be searching within you. Chicken pot pies for your armpit, Stephanie. <laughs> Someone observed you. <laughs> You've been eating candies. You've been seen eating pork. <laughs> oh my God! It's oh my honestly, God. honestly, um, uh Let's go out there and shine. Let's change, let's change the world. Shine, let's change the world shine today. brighter, vibrate higher. That's right. You gotta do that now. I love it. Fly. All right. I love you both. I love, love you. you. Thank both. you. This has been Minor Revelations with Drew Drogi. I'd like to thank my guests, Stephanie Courtney and Sam Pancake. Yay. I love you guys. I love you. Have a great week. Thank do you. Do it for yourselves. <laughs>